Well, hello there. Hey, hey. Welcome to Let's Try Adulting. On this podcast, we learn, laugh, heal, and don't give a fuck by being unapologetically an adult. On this podcast, there are no stupid questions or judgment. We talk about a variety of adulting. We talk about life, money, sex, spirituality, food, healing ourselves, growth, and of course, all the monsters that live under our adulting beds. Because honestly, are we even doing adulting right? This sounds like the podcast for you. I encourage you to join me, your host, Jakara Davis, right here every week on Wednesdays at noon. And as always, mindset is everything. Let's try fucking adulting. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Try Adulting. So we have a special treat this week, purely unintentional, but we had such a great conversation that it is now a series. So this week on Let's Try Adulting, we are diving into a new series, and I've wanted to talk about this topic for a little while because we are all adults here. We're all big girls and big boys, and we can have a normal adult conversation. And that's why this week we are talking about BDSM. And don't worry guys, but who we're talking to today is a professional dominant. So a little bit about Dax. Sir Dax is a professional BDSM male dominant based in Lincolnshire, UK, and is an expert at introducing newcomers to the exciting world of BDSM. He is patient and approachable, and his willingness to explain everything from the very basics upwards means that he can make the often intimidating world of BDSM accessible to anyone regardless of knowledge or experience. In particular, he specializes in helping those who may have had a bad previous kink experience rediscover the fun of BDSM in a safe, non-judgmental environment. Of course, he's more than capable of being the stereotypical mean dom, if that's more your thing. The options are really endless. Dax offers a range of in-person sessions, including one specifically tailored to beginners, as well as a selection of online DS services and an adult toy store. Ooh! Deviants by Dax. Go get your toys, guys. Like I said, we're all big girls and big boys here. So get comfy, sit back, and relax and enjoy this series. Over the next few days, Tuesday through Saturday, you will have a new episode from this series about BDSM. And good news, he's coming back. So take notes, make sure you go follow Sir Dax, and I hope you enjoy this series over the next few days. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm going to read this one to you, um, but there is a question at the end. There's a little bit of context with it. Okay. Okay. So broaching the subject of a new partner, finding out if I'm going to use the words they are into are into BDSM before the relationship goes any further. What are some telltale signs that um, someone might be into BDSM? Are there any certain personality types that go with this direction? Okay, so in terms of personality types, um, again, everyone's experience is different, but Mm -hmm. quite often it seems that uh, creative types um, can be more likely to be dominant. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Like I said earlier, the whole kind of ceo millionaire philanthropist playboy thing <laughs> less likely um 
that uh you know it's quite often people that maybe aren't necessarily fully on all day long in charge all day long you know they're potentially more likely to be um dominant when it comes to uh the bedroom or other type activities um Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, telltale signs. Uh, being decisive is usually a good indication. Um, being polite and respectful is quite often a good indication. Um, there are there are sort of a few cliches. So let's uh, see. So, yes. Yeah, so. Um, being wealthy, that's not a good indication of necessarily <laughs> the case. Um, uh, but also being being polite, being considerate, um, they're, they're quite often good indications because that can suggest that somebody is uh, comfortable, they don't feel the need to impose themselves on others. So people who are particularly loud um, probably aren't really dominant because they they're, they're quite a, quite often uh, overcompensating. Um, That's a good. Story. So you know, basically, actual dominance don't need or you know quite often don't feel the need to tell everybody they're dominant. Um, I mean, yeah, I I do make a thing about being a dominant because you know it's advertising you know for, for me this is a job mm-hmm. um i mean it's like it's a, it's a passion um but you know there is the 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 um kind of job aspect to it so you know i do kind of advertise mm-hmm. myself but you know, people that um you know go on about being alpha male yeah nah. mm-hmm. um but and yeah people who who, who you know have to be loud and shouty and so on mm, unlikely um what i find sort of quite amusing is um a number of times i've heard uh women basically say oh yeah you know um uh, this guy was always chatting me up and saying he would do all these things to me and oh, he would do this and that and so on and you know when I, when I finally gave in, which is never a good sign when, you know, you kind of get badgered into something. Um, but, you know, then it turns out the guy's like, uh, okay, what do you want me to do? Uh, that That's not terribly dominant. Um, you know, and the, the guy's like, okay, you're going to tie me up. Uh, also, you know, that's not especially dominant necessarily <laughs> um you know but yeah a number of times you know the, these guys have been like all talk and then when it comes down to it they're actually the submissive one um mm-hmm. you know they, they they talk the talk but don't walk the walk so yeah i would basically say so that, you know if there's a kind of quiet confidence there um they and they're not feeling the need to tell everybody that they're this big bad dominant or whatever then you know that's probably a good sign um but again just you know the 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 common decency um i don't necessarily mean opening doors and everything um (laughs) but you know being considerate um being respectful clearly taking consent into consideration 
in just kind of the way they comport themselves ordinarily. Um, those are usually good signs. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then, yeah, so in terms of um, how would you broach the subject with the partner? Uh, sh- should we do that bit or did? Yes, I, I would like to do that with a new a new partner. Yeah. Um, so this uh, and, and this can also sort of go into like if you're using a dating site or something kind of uh, when you're initially sort of chatting with somebody. Um, yeah, I basically my, my, my first comment is always educate yourself first. And which comes back to what we were talking about earlier with responsibility. But basically um, educate yourself on what BDSM is and isn't um, on uh what is good practice um you know educate yourself first even if you're not actually having any sort of real experience that's fine just you know do some research and make sure you understand what bdsm is before asking somebody else what they think it is um so yeah first off educate yourself um and in fact there there are a couple of ways i would recommend doing this um first off there is a website called kinkacademy.com um not to be confused with kink university that's a porn site but um, kinkacademy.com is a educational uh website basically uh lots of kink educators on there lots of informative videos some are free um the majority are you need, you know, you need to sign up for a monthly subscription. It is absolutely worth it um, because they cover pretty much everything. Um, if it's kinky, it's on there. And they, you know, obviously there's loads of stuff about consent and safety and explanations around sort of why we do some of the activities we do, how to do mm-hmm. safely, ideas, all sorts of things, lots of different people. And another absolutely brilliant thing about it is it's normal people like you and me and your mates down the pub or whatever. It's not models. It's not porn actresses. Oh. It's not porn. It is educate. Yes, there's nudity. Yes, there's sexual acts on there because they're teaching you how to do them. But they are not porn actors and actresses. Uh, some of them are attractive. Uh, but pretty much everybody is just a normal person doing kinky shit um and you know it's great in terms of again all the sort of porn and and everything features these you know Mm. narrow-waisted big-breasted women and ripped abs 10-inch dick guys (laughs) everybody's got a tan and you know it's just uh it's not realistic um it, it you know porn is a fantasy but kink academy has real people just like you and me on there. And it is absolutely brilliant in terms of being a good place to learn. Um, And I have a subscription to it as well, because it's useful for me to kind of learn new techniques and so on. I'm going to be doing some research on um, vacuum cups. Uh, and kink academy is my go-to for that i've got a new set of vacuum cups i've not used before i will learn how to use them kink academy is where i'm going to go to learn how to use these things um 
so so you know educate yourself sign up with kink academy look at some of their stuff also there's a brilliant book or two books the new topping book and the new bottoming book both by dossie easton um and they're available on amazon and kindle and so on but these are two great books that basically really go into a lot of the um kind of ins and outs of uh ds um Mm -hmm. popping is another term for kind of being the dominant being the person in charge um bottom is the submissive type person so if you're a sub definitely read the new bottoming book and if you're a dom read the new topping book ideally read both because then that will give you an excellent overview of kind of what the other person is looking for so do your research first um ideally read those books ideally sign up with kink academy or at least watch the free stuff um but you know get yourself a good understanding of of kink um and then coming back to kind of broaching the subject with uh, somebody uh, if it's kind of like, you know, a, a, a dating scenario and um, you want to find out if this new partner, potential partner mm-hmm. is, you know, if you're looking for a dom and you want to find out if they're a dom, ask them. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of being coy or being subtle or discreet or anything like that. <laughs> I would just go straight up, um, you know, just go, so you're a dom. Or, you know, uh, you know, or just like, so you dom or sub or, you know, something like that. Just slip it into the conversation. Don't be coy about it um, because, <laughs> you know, communication. Um, do, you know, just basically straight up ask them if they look confused. Chances are they're not. <laughs> they 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 either don't know about it or um, well, no, they, they don't know about it. Um, so that's kind of pretty much your answer there um if they you know if you're looking for dom and if they say they're dom then you know that's that's a good point to sort of go ahead and i would say ask them to tell you a bit more so you know ask them how they got into it um ask them what they enjoy about it uh ask them what sort of dom they are um general sort of background stuff like that so you know when, when i say ask them what sort of dom they are you know are they a uh sadist are they a general are they a just say dom are they a daddy um are they you know just basically sort of ask them what sort of dom they are and Mm -hmm. see what they say um and you know basically anybody can can say oh yeah i I, i'm a dom i love hitting somebody or i'm a dom (laughs) yeah you know I, I, i love sex i'm so dominant um but you know actually talking about their sort of background their thoughts um the the reasoning sort of what they enjoy basically interview them like you've just done with me um because for three hours anybody can say i like (laughs) spanking but you know i like that feeling of i like sort of that position of trust i like um helping somebody reach subspace or helping somebody achieve their goals as submissive that kind of stuff just doesn't come obviously to somebody that isn't really educated mm-hmm. that makes sense so yeah educate yourself first and then it will be much easier to be able to spot somebody else who has an understanding absolutely you're not gonna know everything 
um, mm. because that would be bad to think you know everything. But you you know it will help if you sort of understand things about consent and limits and negotiation and so on and so forth. Then you'll sort of find it much easier to recognise somebody else that understands those things. Definite warning signs are somebody who says, "Oh no, I don't allow safe words." Big red flag. It sounds impressive, but no. Um, and as we've already said, somebody who says, oh, no, I, I don't have any limits or I don't allow my sub to have limits and so on. Or, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, another another favourite is, um, oh, yes, um, uh, my sub's limits are what we use as punishment. No, no, that's not what limits are for at all. Um, so, you know, just basically ask them, talk to them and get a feel for what their thought processes are and that will also help you understand yes they maybe they are uh, an experienced dom and that will help you understand if they're the sort of person that you want to play with um so yeah just basically ask ask (laughs) the question that we don't do as adults ask (laughs) um did you this isn't one of the questions um Mm -hmm. But it's sort of vaguely related to that. Do you want to talk about how you can try and um, oh, maybe it is kind of the question of how you can try to, you know, if you've got a partner, boyfriend, husband, whatever, and you maybe you've just discovered kink, how you can raise the subject with them? Do you want to talk about that? Don't have to. Yes, because this was my personal experience. I was into it and I introduced them. So I know if it's me, there's like millions of other people out there with the same experience. <laughs> so yes, please. Okay. Um, so uh, kind of all, on, on a similar subject, another question that I get a lot is how can I uh, raise the subject with my existing partner of kink? You know, how, how I maybe... I've just discovered kink um, and I'm very excited to try it out. Um, but, you know, it's not something that has ever come up with my partner before. So, you know, how can I raise the subject with them um, and f- sort of encourage them to um, get involved with me? Uh, and yeah, that comes up a lot. And I mean, unfortunately, what does happen, uh, what seems to be sort of quite common is that uh, a relationship may well be between two people who turn out to be submissive. Um, It's not always the case that submissives always end up with dominance and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, I very frequently get uh, women um, contacting me basically saying, uh, you know, I've uh, raised the subject of kink with my husband and he really wants me to dominate him, but I'm I'm submissive and I don't want to do that and I don't know what to do. Um and it is, yeah, it is unfortunately sort of quite common that you'll find two people in a relationship are both submissive. Uh sometimes it will be that one is done, one is sub, and on rarer occasions, in my experience, both being dom. But yeah, both being sub seems to be fairly common and straight and yeah, unfortunate. Um but in terms of how can I sort of raise the topic with my partner or how can I encourage them to do kinky things to me? Um, I would 
did briefly touch on this earlier, there is a kind of uh, reassuring. Um, no, that's no, that's not what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there is, so yeah, it, it's kind of nice to see that a lot of guys now are reluctant to basically be violent towards their female partners. Um, mm-hmm. This is a good thing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. Oh, yay, decency. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you want them to spank you, when you want them to, you know, make you choke on their cock, when you want them to make you cry in pain, how can you kind of get them to understand that actually it is okay mm-hmm. if you want it? Um, and you know, a lot of guys really are, you know, it, this is good. There are good guys out there. Um, and you know, a lot of them really, they don't want to cause pain on their partners and so on, but you know, that can get quite frustrating when you really, really, really want them to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, kind of, you're, you're almost having to kind of deprogram them to a certain extent, um, and just kind of, you know, explain to them that yes i know you don't want to hit me i know you don't want to hurt me but it's okay you're not hurting me you're exciting me you're stimulating me um i want this you know this if you do this for me if you spank me hard then that to me is you showing your love for me you're showing that you care about me and you know i want you to do this please spank me um (laughs) And there, you know, that's words I never thought I'd say. Um, <laughs> uh, the, um, you know, so, yeah, there is that kind of, you know, in, in BDSM, we kind of take it for granted that we get, that we can sit down and talk about things quite openly. But again, in somewhat surprising news, um, a lot of guys uh, aren't actually that comfortable talking about sex. Um, which might be hard to believe given how many guys wolf whistle at women in the streets and, uh, you know, make lewd comments and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, when you actually kind of get down to it, you know, they, again, can talk the talk, but can they sort of walk the walk? So a lot of guys amazingly are shy about talking about sex. So the question I get is how can I raise the subject how can i kind of explain to them that this is all okay and you know i want to get kinky so again i i have i have a go-to answer and um it is basically i would suggest starting off with um i mean ideally sit down have a chat like two grown adults mm-hmm. um but you know maybe you're a bit shy about it Maybe they're a bit shy, I don't know. So what I what I suggest is next time you're out shopping on the high street, um, it, I, I don't know about in the US, but in the UK, we have a chain of uh, high street sex shops called Ann Summers. And they're on pretty much every major high street throughout the UK. And uh, it's basically a mix of sexy lingerie and sex toys. Um, and, you know, they're out there in plain sight, um you know people even have ansomers parties where they're you know you have ansomers reps and mm-hmm. uh, they'll go out and you know put on like a uh 
go and have like a bunch of girls around for some drinks and then they'll demonstrate sex toys that they can then buy from the rep um but basically and summers it's a household name it's a sex shop everybody knows what it is um so next time you're out walking along the high street you know go oh let's go in here and you know drag your boyfriend your husband or whatever in <laughs> and you know they may well be like um, okay and just you know basically start looking at the sexy lingerie um if if you're a bit shy and you don't really want to be going into a sex shop on the high street then go into like the lingerie department of whatever store or go into the you know um victoria's secret store or whatever you know uh you know a lingerie shop something like that but basically where we just go in there and then start like, looking at all the sexy lingerie and basically going oh what do you think which of these do you think would look best on me <laughs> and, you know oh. and then you can like you know, um start segueing into uh, so what would you do if you came home and i was just kneeling in the hall wearing that you know what you're gonna do about it um and just start you know putting ideas into the head basically yeah. uh i know i, I do a terrible woman impression I'm no. <laughs> um, you you have like the the sway of your voice you had that <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, oh, I, I was, I was definitely swaying my waist. Um, but basically, you know, you encourage them, uh, show them that it's okay to talk about it, um, and it's okay to uh, view you as a sexual being um, because you are, um, and just you know, basically, be encourage them and you know, show them that you want them to look at you that way. You want them to imagine you wearing nothing but the peak hole bra and crotchless panties um you know showing that, that this is okay this isn't something sort of to be embarrassed about and then you know if it is somewhere like Anne Summers where there are sex toys then you can sort of go and be oh now oh wow this panel ooh, I wonder what that would feel like <laughs> And, you know which one of these would you would you want to use on me or you know hmm let's if I've been a bad girl, which one of those are you going to use on me? Stuff like that, you know, yeah. kind of put the ideas into, into their head, show them that it's okay to talk about it, that it's okay to imagine spanking you or using the King Dong on you or whatever. Um, <laughs> that the nipple clamps are fine and the paddles are fine and the floggers are fine and that all that stuff is absolutely fine um assuming it is obviously if you're not into vloggers that's perfectly fine as well but basically you know kind of get them in that situation and show them that it is okay to talk about the sex and that they're not something going to combust into flames mm -hmm. um and and yeah and go from there and it may work out it may not but at least you've talked about it you've raised it you've discussed it and it's you know a good groundwork um obviously then the question does come up of well what if he's not into it what if we're both submissive and then that's where things yeah there, there's there's no easy answer um to that unfortunately i wish there was um what i do say is i kind of really you know mentioned the whole thing like where i refer to it as a form of sport um mm -hmm. that you know to a lot of people, BDSM or sorry, uh, being submissive or being a dominant is very much a core part of them. Um, mm -hmm. 
and and I'm kind of speaking from experience here. Um, I did uh, for a while completely stop being involved in anything kinky. Um, my partner wasn't at all kinky, had no interest in it. Um, you know, had had some sort of bad experiences with previous partners, and so you know, I, I just basically went, okay, that's you know, she's not into that, so I'm gonna put it away, and that's fine. No more of that um long story short didn't basically go very well for me mentally uh various things happened in my life but um you know there was depression and um at one point i just you know i I saw on the internet a question that you know was was vaguely kinky um and so i just reached out and, and just sort of gave my opinion on it and the person and I started chatting and talking about mm-hmm. DS and so on. And, you know, it was just chatting about it, but I felt so much better after doing that. And so then I was like, started answering, you know, just kind of, kind of looking for people who had questions and, mm-hmm. you know, offering my opinion and, and answering questions and just sort of say, Oh, you know, in BDSM, you sort of do this and that and kind of stuff. And, basically i i suddenly felt a whole lot better and you know my partner realized and um you know we both sort of talked about it and you know she was saying you seem a lot happier and um you know i say well yeah i'm kind of i've been talking about bdsm stuff with people and i just i suddenly feel a whole lot better and yeah basically uh we realized that it had you know it hadn't been my best idea to um kind of try and refuse my kind of kinky side and mm-hmm. that's you know uh part of kind of how I got to where I am now that um yeah I just basically re-embraced it and yeah the 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 mental improvement the 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 effect it had on my mental state I really cannot overstate how positive it was um so that's a very long-winded way of saying I do encourage people not to deny their kind of their kinky side if they think that it's important to them. Um, if it feels important, then I definitely sort of would encourage them not to try and ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, it, it's not that simple for everybody, and I'm very fortunate that my partner you know understands um she absolutely knows what i do um encourages me uh she's um not kinky herself but uh, and to be fair she actually sort of finds it quite amusing that um uh, women pay me to inflict pain on them um <laughs> I, I don't talk about specifics but like i said earlier you know she knows where i am she knows when i'm seeing a new client whatever she's my safe call mm-hmm. but um you know i don't sort of break confidentiality or anything and tell her absolute specifics but mm-hmm. um you know she knows what I do and yeah she supports it she finds it mildly amusing um she does get annoyed when I leave my paddles and floggers out around the place um understandably um and when my daughter noticed my um vacuum cups the other day and uh yeah my daughter's like daddy what are these and my wife's like slightly smirking in the corner going, <laughs> now you're going to answer that one. Um, but anyway, so that's where 
um, I kind of raised the whole thing of BDSM can, you know, you can look at it as a form of sport. Um, you know, yes, sex might be something that you only do with your partner. BDSM doesn't have to be sex. Uh, and, you know, it can be a bit of work to kind of get that across to somebody who's not into kink that, yes, there is that stereotype of BDSM is just kinky sex. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you can kind of have that conversation, then, yeah, you know, p- potentially have them go with you to a munch and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sort of see what it's all about and so on. Or um, what does seem to be sort of quite popular is people, rather than finding just some dude on the Internet or some, you know, some person on the Internet to potentially get intimate with, is and I honestly don't mean this as a plug, but you know, go to a professional because there's no potential for um you know personal relationships or anything like that there. It is purely a a service, it's a transaction, it's mm-hmm. you know, it is like going to the gym and having a personal trainer kind of thing. Um so for some people, uh, and, you know, and I have clients uh, that that do it this way, you know, that can work out particularly if you know if you're both submissive and you're both kinky then you know both going to other dominants for that cut to sort of scratch that itch and then um but you know still having your relationship and sexual um activity together for many people that works for many people that is not an option but you know it these these things are out um you know are out there and we're not even talking about being poly or anything like that um, that's a whole other subject <laughs> whole other thing and yeah definitely not getting into that um but you know if you don't ask you don't get kind of thing uh you know at, at the very least raise it have the conversation and then go from there and for some people yes it has led to the end of the relationship because they've realized that this is such an important oh. part of them that they can't do without it any longer and they you know some people would say that's a bad thing some people would say that's a good thing because they're not being true to themselves they're you know they're not happy um so you know there there are lots of different viewpoints there's no right answer there's no one answer for everything um but uh yeah I i definitely encourage you to sort of have the conversation with your partner and go from there at the end of the day we're all adults have an adult yes. conversation <laughs> uh in the name of the podcast let's try adulting have that adult mm-hmm. conversation see i neatly segued that in there <laughs> yeah. um as we you can have that for free I, oh thanks <laughs> I, I i i really would love to keep talking to you like you're, you're so informative this this is awesome this has been one of the great, uh, the greatest podcast episodes, and the the one that I have been the most excited about for this <laughs> year since I have asked you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no I really, that's, that's, yeah, I really appreciate that. That's giving me a big smile. Oh, you're welcome. And not a shameless plug. If someone's looking for for a professional, they should come to you because. This was only supposed to be forty five minutes, and guys, you probably have about three episodes by now. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. We started at six o'clock. Uh, it's uh, been. I mean, you must have five, a good yeah. five hours. <laughs> I, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, like I said, this season two is going to be just BDSM, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, I would I would be fine with that too. Ten minutes every <laughs> single every single Wednesday. Um. <laughs> so. I think that's sort of most of them. Um, I know you have, just, Yeah, that's care. all of them. And then just aftercare, where to find you, and then the bonus question. And the bonus question, I think you're really going to like it because you've uh, answered it. Oh, okay. Kind <laughs> of in a way, but you've answered it on like the BDSM side and not. Okay. You're going to laugh in here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, our last topic um, is aftercare. So after. You have done all the things with BDSM and you're tired, exhausted. If, if you are tired and exhausted, uh, as many people present themselves as doms, don't know about aftercare, um, what it is, let alone why it's important. Can you tell us what is aftercare, why it's important? I'm sorry, there's a few questions here. That's fine. <laughs> what does aftercare mean to you and any advice that you have on someone who's quote unquote dom doesn't believe in it okay so uh aftercare basically is uh care it's quite literally care after <laughs> the act um so bdsm uh activities can be very physically and emotionally intense um there can be a lot of physical um effects so you know spanking caning flogging whipping um the you know vaginal anal penis type activities mm -hmm. there can be all sorts of physical um after effects bruising and so on um so part of aftercare is kind of dealing with that side of things and then there's also the emotional stroke mental side of things um mm -hmm. bdsm scenes can be mentally and emotionally intense um we i briefly mentioned it a couple of times um but basically there's something called subspace mm -hmm. uh and also dom space um but subspace is uh not um how uh vessels within starfleet travel and um <laughs> communicate uh well i mean it is but when we talk about subspace um what we talk about is that kind of mental state um that a submissive uh, can get into during a particularly intense scene and for many submissives it is the goal of bdsm activity um mm -hmm. subspace is basically a it's different for everybody but a generally kind of agreed uh way of describing it is as a sense of euphoria a sense of bliss, a sense of detachment, a sense of just, wow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's that kind of thing when literally you, you lose all a sense of what's going on. All you have are those sensations that are that you're experiencing right then. It's a kind of, you know, some people describe it as a never ending orgasm. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's just kind of, for many people it is the goal it, it's a high it, you know uh, a natural high kind of thing um 
but because it's all to do with the chemicals and so on going on in your brain and your body there can be a bit of a crash afterwards which we call sub drop Mm -hmm. um and there is also dom space and dom drop um because it can affect us in just the same way we we also get as as dominance can get that kind of rush um of you know uh euphoria uh, when the scene's going really well and you're really in the zone and you're pushing through their 15th orgasm or whatever and you know you're just absolutely you are there and again there's chemicals and whatever firing off throughout your brain and mm-hmm. afterwards yes there will be bomb drop much the same way as when you've come back from a particularly excellent holiday you kind of might feel a bit depressed um a couple of days later it's you know very the, the chemical reactions and so on are basically the same so um aftercare is basically how we uh behave at the end of a scene kind of how we transition back into the real world mm-hmm. and how we make sure that the other person is okay um the reason why we do that is because in a lot of scenes there can be things like I said, physical activity. There can be hitting. Uh, there can be. A, uh, I was going to say abuse. Um, it's not abuse because it's consensual. Um, but there can be humiliation or degradation or name calling or you know yeah. uh, all that sort of stuff. And that is fine in the moment. But um, you know, it's very easy for people to kind of start afterwards when all the chemicals and everything are fizzing out you know mm-hmm. self-doubt can creep in and like oh you know uh when he said i was a pathetic little whore oh my god was i was i that bad uh, you know you might have been absolutely loving it in the scene because you know obviously you've agreed ahead of time that he can call you pathetic he can call you a little whore and all so on and so forth mm-hmm. but you know there's no way to kind of predict that afterwards yeah you know your brain is is kind of going to go uh oh wait maybe he actually did mean it maybe i am a pathetic you know and then you know emotions and depression it can be a whole thing so um what we kind of do is we take some time at the end of a scene just to kind of rest and recover and basically uh, reassure each other and you know if there's been physical activity maybe it's putting some lotion on a particularly mm. sore part of the body or um it, it's basically it's self-care uh well sorry it's care for the other person um so you know have warm fluffy towels ready maybe run mm. a nice bath um and reassuring as well so for example me if i've had particularly intense scene with somebody and maybe there's been some degradation in there you know afterwards i'll go you were fantastic you were absolutely brilliant and uh you, you were really good and don't worry i honestly don't think you're a pathetic little cock hungry whore you're absolutely that was just you know it was in the moment and everything and i you know don't think that at all you are absolutely brilliant and you did really really well you really impressed me i am so proud of you that kind of you know support and encouragement and reassurance um it can be very important to some people 
Mm-hmm. Um, and also as a Dom, you know, I, I like to know that I did a good job. Um, and that, you know, when they were screaming at me and calling me a motherless son of a bitch for not letting them come, it's nice to know they don't actually think I'm a motherless son of a bitch. I mean, my mother was pretty bad, but, um, and she, <laughs> she was a bitch, but anyway, you know, it's, it's nice to know that, you know, they don't actually hate me for whatever it was I was doing to them. Um, so it's that kind of, it's, yeah, it's basically reassuring. It's comforting. It's uh helping somebody recover helping somebody sort of get back into a normal headspace it's also not for everybody it is perfectly fine for somebody to not want aftercare mm-hmm. um that is entirely their choice um you know if if you're new and you don't know if you want aftercare then i i would i would say assume that you do assume you're going to need it um and you know just think about sort of what uh what things do make you what things comfort you and you know again you might not know until you actually get into it so if i was talking to a woman i would say a good starting point is imagine it's the worst period ever mm-hmm. how would you self-care for that mm-hmm. is it going to be a big tub of ben and jerry's and um sex in the city reruns or whatever <laughs> I'm, I'm being an absolute cliche here i do apologize but you know um is it big fluffy towels and chamomile tea and so on and so forth? You know, if that's what gets you through those particularly tough times, then that's a good place as any to start. Um, And, you know, so basically when you're going to have a a scene, um, as well as taking along lube and condoms and toys and whatever else, Mm -hmm. take along some self-care stuff as well. Um, So, you know, maybe it's chocolate, maybe it's, tea bags maybe it's sweets apple juice apple juice juice, yes um heck maybe if it maybe if you're into ddlg maybe it's a pacifier um that is absolutely fine um you know uh comfy towels uh a, a fluffy robe whatever um whatever you think is going to make you comfortable then that is absolutely fine but sort of take that with you and, you know, also talk to your play partner and say, you know, afterwards I am going to feel like absolute shit. So I need you to do this, that, and this. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, I have one sub who basically she, she knows full well after a scene, she is going to hate the sight of me. And she basically it's, you know, at the end of a scene, I know to get the fuck away for 10 or 15 minutes until she's ready um and you know we, we've talked about this i know to expect that and that's absolutely fine um it is okay to not want aftercare what is not okay is to tell somebody that you don't want to do aftercare for them i i'm i'm not a fan of that approach um but as with everything, there's no right or sort of wrong answer. And although that's not my personal approach and I will always be uh, open to aftercare um, and, you know, for, for clients, I, you know, they've got my mobile, I am available, um, you know, even days after a session, if, if they want to talk to me, um, because talking to the person you played with is often a big part of um, aftercare and reassurance and so on. Um 
But yeah, like, there are some people who just straight up say, no, I don't do aftercare. Sort yourself out. And as long as they're upfront about that and they say that and they give you the the chance to um, make up your own mind as to whether you do want to play with them, then fair enough. Um, it's, you know, what what I definitely don't uh, have good opinions of is somebody who you kind of maybe says, oh, yeah, aftercare is fine, whatever. And then after a scene, basically legs it. Uh, not a fan of that. Um, but, uh, you know, at least give somebody the the let somebody make the informed decision uh, whether or not to play with you by upfront saying, I don't do aftercare. So you're going to need to make your own arrangements and then you can, yeah, make your own decisions whether you want to play, play with them or not. Um, but yeah, aftercare is basically uh, recovering after a scene and uh, yeah, basically self-care or care, taking care of your partner. Um, and sort of you know basically going back to to normality uh sub drop is that kind of empty or depressed feeling that sometimes that can hit directly after a scene um mm-hmm. and aftercare kind of helps to uh for many people helps to kind of mitigate the potential impact of sub drop that that pretty sort of awful feeling that can happen when the chemicals all sort of run out um but sub drop can also happen days after a scene you might be absolutely fine and then suddenly five days later it hits and you're like oh my god Mm -hmm. um and you know maybe talking to the person you played with that can often help um but you know again it's just kind of there is a certain amount of sort of self-learning and self-awareness to kind of understand what you need uh and what works for you and you know yes directly after a scene aftercare is sort of fairly uh common um again not for everybody but it is quite often common but yeah there may also be a uh a case where if it if subject kicks in a few days later then yes you may potentially be on your own if you were playing with somebody who isn't your partner and mm. Yeah, sort of needing to be able to self-care um, and know what works for you. That definitely comes in handy. Um, so, yeah, that's basically... I, was, I think that... Oh, I have a small follow-up question. So should both partners receive and give aftercare if both of them want to receive and give? Yes, if that's what works, if that's what works for them, um, then yes. Uh, I know someone's going to ask. Yes. Um, it basically, it, yeah. Have the, have the discussion before playing as part of your whole negotiating thing, discussing limits and so on and so forth. Um, have that conversation around sort of expectations of aftercare. And yeah, if you both want it and you're both okay to provide it, then yeah, you know, um, go for it i mean so that sometimes you can sort of do it quite neatly as a as a, as a nice sort of couples activity having mm-hmm. a nice hot bath together having a shower together uh cuddling i mean um uh you know i well, quite often um clients just want to have a nice cuddle after a scene and yeah i'm fine with that um uh i'm apparently i'm quite a good cuddler um so uh you know yeah um it's 
not entirely sure where it's come from, but there does seem to be this perception that doms don't need aftercare. Uh, mm-hmm. That's bollocks. Um, there's no right or wrong answers. No one size fits all. Some doms uh, don't feel they need it. That's absolutely fine for them. Other doms quite like it. That's fine for them. But if you're, yeah, you know, basically, don't feel if you are a dom, don't feel that you don't that that you're not allowed to have aftercare. You absolutely are. Mm-hmm. It feels amazing too, by the way. Yes, <laughs> a nice cuddle and like a cup of juice and like good. Exactly. <laughs> um, and oh, I mean, yeah. If if you are going to play with somebody who says they don't do aftercare, then um, and you and you, you know you accept that and you go into that then you can you know some people do kind of do surrogate aftercare um so maybe you've got a friend or somebody who uh you can turn to to kind of be your i was going to say shoulder to cry on it's not quite right but the person who can reassure you and support you and comfort you mm-hmm. so um you know if if that is something, you know, if you do want to play with somebody who quite upfront and openly says, I don't do aftercare, then as long as you are given the opportunity to make that decision for yourself about playing with them and having them not do aftercare, then, you know, yeah, do what works for you, whether that's self-care or turning to a friend or, you know, basically joining yourself in a tub of Ben and Jerry's. That's, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fine. But basically refusing uh or, or not giving somebody the informed opportunity to know whether or not they're going to get aftercare that that's where i i, I don't approve of that but again that's just me Interesting. okay so the last two questions and this one feel free to word vomit on the mic how if someone wants to work with you dax how can they work with you where can they find you where are you <laughs> Uh, plug your store too, please, because I know there's some <laughs> kinky people out there. Okay, so I spend most of my time um, on the Twitters. Um, so I am at the Sir Dax on Twitter.com. Um, I do a lot of uh, sort of education y type stuff on there, um, chatting about stuff and um, yeah, basically being kinky. Um, <laughs> I I also have a, a a parody account which makes fun of Twitter doms, um, which um, I, I sometimes take a little bit too much glee in. Um, but uh, yes, at the Sir Dax on Twitter, I've just sort of started uh, an Instagram, which is at the Sir Dax on Instagram, um, where I'm going to be. Uh, kind of highlighting items from my online store thank you um so my online sex store is deviancebydax.com and i sell a range of uh adult toys lingerie all sorts of stuff um uh, on there at uh yeah pretty good prices i think um yeah, I, I took a little peek earlier and i was like Ooh. <laughs> uh <laughs> It is based in the UK, but I do ship to America, but um, the shipping isn't super cheap, um, basically Mm -hmm. because I don't know whether it's Brexit or USPS being particularly awful, but basically I've I've found that the the best way to ship my stuff to America is with DHL. Mm -hmm. It's 
but it's not cheap. So, um, but yeah, surprisingly, um, a lot of my sales do come from America. So, I don't know. Maybe you just don't have that good stores over there. I don't know. We don't. Anyway, <laughs> we don't. DeviantSpyDax.com. And if you use the code. Oh, I can pull it up real quick. Um, I completely <laughs> forgot what the code was. Uh, hang on. Oh, oh no. Uh, oh, yes. Here we go. Um, so, yeah, DeviantSpyDax.com. Um, go there. And if you use the code ADultingPodcast, all one word, um that will give you a 10 percent discount and that's rallied through to the end of october 2021 um so that's com, and the code adulting podcast at checkout will get you 10 percent off um and also i have my own website uh which is just sirdax.co.uk that's basically where you can find out about my in-person sessions um do bear in mind i am in the uk um so I do sessions by the hour. I do the uh, beginner's guide to BDSM session, which is a fixed price, um, no matter how long it takes. Um, and that's kind of for absolute beginners uh, where I basically go through safety. I go through what BDSM is, what it isn't. I go through popular activities. We can try things out. Um, you know, if you've, never been spanked we'll do that if you've never played you know had a butt plug inserted we'll do that um if you absolutely don't want to do anything like that then that's absolutely fine if you you know not a problem um but uh yeah so i do that session as well which is designed to kind of get you f- as fully up to speed as possible so that you can then go out and find people to play with in an informed manner um obviously if you want to keep coming back to me then that's absolutely fine too i do not have a problem with that um i do sessions with an hourly rate and i do also do um what we call fly me to you so if you are in the us um and you're not shy of a bob or two then you absolutely can fly me over at your expense um uh, for a few days and um get your kink on with me in person um if that is appealing um it's not the cheapest obviously um but it's an option and uh it is there if you want to take me up on it as a uh, a few people do um which actually does surprise I, i must admit i am kind of staggered that uh yes people want to pay for me to come over to other countries and you know, there are guys in other com- in other countries that are <laughs> professional dominance in other countries, um, but apparently, um, I, I apparently I'm kind of appealing. Because you're um, a Muslim human, you you are really <laughs> kind. Like you're so open, even like before talking to you, just messaging you on Twitter and like just following you. You are a very open, very approachable person. Thank you. And I, I do kind of try to <laughs> make myself um, approachable because, yes, so many people have had the, the bad experiences and everything. Mm-hmm. And lastly, I do have uh, uh, an OnlyFans. Um, and again, I am the Sir Dax on uh, OnlyFans. It's a little bit quiet at the moment because um, as a dominant, it's very hard to make solo content during lockdown. Um, so whilst it's sort of, well, for the... Um, 
kind of uh, sex performers out there, it's very easy to just basically do lots of masturbation videos all the time. That's not what people come to me for. Um, so, it, you know, my, mine is very much a, uh, a group activity. Uh, so, yes, it, there, there is stuff on there. There's some educational videos on there. There's my um, explicit uh, anal for beginners video on there um, and various others. Uh, but there will be more content coming. Uh, I have uh, filming sessions lined up with a couple of lovely young submissives um, who are going to be filming with me in the next few weeks. Um, but yes, yeah, so by all means, do check out my OnlyFans as well. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, I believe it's $5 a month. Um, so I'll try to keep it as, as cheap as possible because, again, it is educational um but yes so twitter instagram only fans at the sir dax uh sir dax.co.uk for the website and deviancebydax.com for the adult store and you also do virtual and you have you or your let me start that over so um I know you're based in the UK. I'm in the US. So do you do anything virtual online as well? Funny you should ask. Yes, I do. Who could have seen that coming? (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yes. Yeah. So basically I do, as well as doing the in-person sessions, um, I also do uh, online um, DS. Um, I have a, a... a range of options, um, basically from the very basic, which is uh, a set of rules and uh, tasks for somebody to do. So basically, it's having that kind of accountability, that oversight. Um, it's the cheapest option. That's £25 a month. Uh, very basic. There's no sexting. There's no, uh, you know, fun stuff like that it's literally somebody that just wants to be told uh be in bed by 10 o'clock drink two liters of water a day do this do that ask for permission to come it's you know it's literally as basic as it can get but for some people that's all they need Mm -hmm. um then i have another couple of options um uh, again just sort of based around the kind of level of contact that people want um uh right up to so i have a 50 pounds a month 100 pounds a month um basically 100 pounds a month involves uh also includes weekly audio or video calls and uh a little bit of sexting and then there's kind of my full-on basically i am your full-on full-time dom um which is 250 a month um which basically is sort of priority access to me. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of pretty much uh, having a, your, your, your own Dom um, that just, you know, without all the, them being a partner kind of aspects to it. Would you say that you are a, a Dom in a pocket? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> help it. Pocket Dom. Um, I, I wouldn't. Say, you could say that. I could possibly comment. <laughs> I will say that you're like a Dom in in your pocket. 
<laughs> I quite like that. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I, I do do online options, and um, again, they are uh, they, they're, there's a range of options for all budgets. Um, but uh, yes, that's certainly available. And I again, I have a mix of uh, clients from uh, different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, time zones can be a bit of a pain, but you know we seem to manage okay around it all right and your last bonus question i think you'll like this one what does adulting mean to you (laughs) um ah let's see um (laughs) it means uh, basically doing all that annoying grown-up stuff that really (laughs) not do given half the chance um but we kind of have to so yes it's it's all that boring life stuff that's Mm. kind of in the way of having fun no one told me i would be doing this much laundry (laughs) ever (laughs) like (laughs) i did not sign up for this (laughs) <laughs> yes when 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 do we get to start having fun again yeah. um yeah it, it basically it's it's all, all all the annoying stuff that, that gets in the way of, of us having fun um but there we go you know that's that's kind of how how we uh pay for being able to have all the fun with our that's jobs and houses and stuff my daughter was saying to me the other day, oh, daddy, I really don't want to grow up. I don't want to be an adult. Like, yeah, <laughs> you and me both, kiddo. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. I love when kids say that. Like, yes. I want to be an adult, but then I don't want to be an adult. But you can sleep yeah. in and do whatever you want to do, but you also have to pay for it and you have bills. So Yes, yes. Don't know bills, no, no, one, no one told me about the bills. <sighs> forever, yeah. But is there anything else you would like to add um, before I close out? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think we've probably covered everything. Uh, the only thing we haven't covered is limits. Limits. Okay. Okay. So my proposal. I have enjoyed this conversation so much. Would you like to do another one in about? five six months and we can talk I want to talk about limits um the different types of plays like knife play um the answer is yes okay <laughs> okay um Very so I'll, I'll just I'll yes. just save you the hassle yes okay absolutely fine um I yeah Absolutely. But yes I'm um, more than happy to do another um adulting podcast I would uh, like that very much yes okay I'm going to I, I need to check on more people but um i'm going to message you after as well and we can set up like another date mm-hmm. uh this will give me time to do questions so i have different limits and different plays right now and then if you have anything that you want to talk about um coming oh, oh i know um ddlg because that's a type of oh yes yeah dom perspective um but yeah and yeah i look forward to editing this <laughs> there's not much to edit out like i want to keep it all in there i was gonna say so so um you're a bit of a masochist then how could you tell <laughs> <laughs> i 
I try not to be very obvious. <laughs> so, Dax, thank you so much for coming on. Let's try adulting. I know this is going to be spread out over multiple episodes. I'm so excited. <laughs> I I want yeah, to. T- turns out I have opinions. Yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> I want to fast forward and see how long this takes me to edit, but. I will wait um, because on Let's Try Adulting, we don't edit out um, very much. Everyone knows that listens to this podcast. We'll edit out the long pauses, but thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed this. And side note, guys, he's going to be coming back. So (laughs) if you have, yeah, if you, you, yes, you are. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. We'll do, and and, yeah, we'll we'll do a crossover. Um, But yes, I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it and um yeah uh, as you, you you might have been able to tell it is very much a a, a personal sort of passion of mine um <laughs> i would also just like to reiterate that basically these are pretty much everything here has been my opinions my personal experience mm-hmm. um there is no right or wrong way to do kink and bdsm um as long as you sort of bear mind consent and so on and so forth um but you know there is no uh official governing body or international standards of bdsm so you absolutely do what's right for you these are my opinions yours may well vary and that is fine and go listen to this podcast <laughs> uh yes and i know i i'll do some new episodes <clears throat> but anyway thank you very much for having me on um very much a pleasure and um i look forward to doing this again yes Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> have a good, it's night for me. So have a good evening, morning. Yes, it's five past one in the morning for me. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, yes. Please go to sleep. <laughs> uh, I, st- I still have doming to do. So um, I, I will be, um, but I, yes, I will be going to sleep. Okay. Okay, good. Hey. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. All right, my adult listener. I don't even know what to actually call you as a community. If you have suggestions, DM me on Instagram at letstry.adulting. Right now, you're just adulters. That's what I refer to as my audience. They are the adulters. But I hope you have enjoyed this episode with Sir Dax. Make sure that you check out all five episodes that come out this week on Let's Try Adulting. If you have a question about BDSM and you don't know who else to turn to, and promise, Dax, when you find him, is very informative. He's very friendly and he's very approachable. But thank you, Dax, for coming on this episode of Let's Try Adulting. I've tremendously enjoyed this series and I can't wait until you come back on Let's Try Adulting in just a few months. So make sure that you stay connected and go follow Dax. All of his links and information are down in the show notes. So Dax has also kindly given us a discount code to his store, deviancebydax.com, and the code is ADULTINGPODCAST. It is also down in the show notes so that you can just copy and paste it. All right, my friends, have a super fantastic day. And as always, mindset is everything. See you in the next episode.